All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Do I need to check again like I did uh, before we started recording? No, this is fine. Let's go. Okay, Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. All right. We have a lot to talk about. Brian has already informed me his four pages of stats. Yeah, Scott's already complained that he does not want a long pod, which means uh, we'll definitely have a long pod, Yeah, which is fantastic. Goodbye. And there time. is a lot to talk about. We want to jump right into it fairly quickly. Okay. I will say this. <laughs> yeah, okay. Before we get started. Uh-huh. Never quickly. Finally started this week. Long time coming. Started going to the gym. You. Started yeah. a CrossFit class. CrossFit. Got, yeah. A friend wow. of mine owns. So you didn't just go to the gym. Well. You went to the super gym. Sh- but no, it, it's absolutely tailored to, with my job um, and with what I do, if I cannot physically walk or work, I can't make money. So. My attitude going in was, you know, I, I there's no ego. I'm not there to impress anybody. Shirt off? Uh, shirt on, for sure. Like, I don't <laughs> want to do that to anyone. I don't want to disrupt everyone else's thing well, going intimidate on. Intimidate them. You got your little, not intimidation, you got, disgust. But you, did uh, wear your, you, you did wear your little chubbies, your little workout shorts. No, I should. I wish I would have. I wish I would have. <laughs> Anyways. And flip flops. Uh, but I survived. Thankfully, and, uh, but, I, but as today, so Monday, did you puke? Did not, did not. No, oh, because good, I didn't. Good, success. good. No, success. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not pushing myself. Okay, good. To some ridiculous lengths to impress someone that I don't. I mean, you're just trying to walk and work. Start yeah. getting in shape. A way yeah. better goal than you had years ago when you said you wanted to have the Tyler Durden bod. <laughs> of course. I, I think That's I maybe from, have said that. Maybe. This is not a Fight Club podcast. Are you impressed I could do that so yes, fast? I'm, 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 Thank you. I'm there. So, anyways, all that said. Uh, My favorite, I'm, by the way, is when Brad Pitt is exiting his seat and he asks the question out loud. He should give the person he's going past the ass or the ball. Remember that? <laughs> That's my favorite. Yes, yes. I do. Anyway, back to you, David. I love that yeah. movie. It's, I haven't watched it in ages. You should rewatch it. I should rewatch it. So. Anyways, I'm sore. My legs are sore. As today's gone on, I worked out Monday morning. Uh, Monday was fine. As Tuesday has gone on, as today is Tuesday, uh, things continue to get more sore. Uh, and I have another workout in the morning. So, All right, so it'll be fantastic. And yeah, but in. Yeah. I have a question, though. Brian, yeah. are you also starting at the gym? No. Because I'm, I'm trying not. to figure out what it is that's bringing you two to this podcast with red wine in your glasses. The last time I drank a glass of wine on this podcast, I got mocked on mic. Okay, so uh, Brian walked in. My wife offered Brian some wine. He took a a skosh of this bottle he had not had before. He also has in front of him a PBR, and I have some bourbon as we poured. I had holdovers from dinner, so yes, I'm mixing. So you walked in with a Carlsberg Uh for only you. Yes, I did. I'm not sharing my limited edition Liverpool 
Ian I, Rush Carlsberg can with you? I've done that on this podcast. You're not a Liverpool fan. <laughs> no. I'm Brian, afraid this when, is only good for Liverpool fans. When Brian brings hey, cold uh, beverages, he always brings to share, Scott. And you, you did always. bring something to share. You know what? Uh, yes, I did bring something to share. You did. Thank you. What I should have got. But just uh, not Carlsberg. The no, Kroger Scott. right down the street from me now serves uh, tall boy Modellos. So now that they've got Modelo's. Uh, the Kroger by our house? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Right uh, down, in 16 right ounces? Down the street here. Yeah, the, the the tall cans. Wow. Of Modelo Especial. That's uh, Man, that'll, such that, a great beer. They don't have the Sapporo in the howitzer shells, but they do have <laughs> tall boy Modelo Especial. So I'm, I'm pumped about that. So this uh, credit where credit's due, uh, this came to me. This, Tell us about this. This Ian Scott. Rush. Uh, it says uh, LL. It says it's LFC. Liverpool Football yeah, Club it's on a, it. It's a Liverpool, yeah, like a limited edition type of thing with Ian Rush. Um, this was brought to me by the Beer Fairy, aka All Star Listener Jeff. Okay, who will be our host at the Academy Center of the Arts. See nice. what I did there? When I'm a pro. When? Uh, it'll be on May 28th, wow. final day of the season. Okay. Uh, the matches start at 10. We'll be open an hour or so before that, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, U.S., just in case we have global listeners who want to make the journey to Lynchburg, Virginia to that, come. That would be mind-blowing. the final day and of the season with That would be so amazing. But, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, Jeff brought me this. I will say this, uh, speaking of beer, uh, last week we decided that if Arsenal are going to win the title on the final day that we're going to drink Molson. In honor of our history yes, are. with Molson. And Molson Blue is fine, by the way. I actually prefer Molson Blue. Okay. I think um, that's a thing. I'm glad you know your preference of Molson. You're thinking of Labatt Blue. I am thinking of Labatt Blue. <laughs> it's Molson. Somewhere, You're thinking of the Molson. We don't have to go Molson Ice. Canadian listeners are shaking their heads at you right now. I know. Bear with me, guys. Um, but I've decided since we're throwing out movie references, you know the Secret Life of Walter Mitty, the new one with the uh, yeah, new one with Ben Stiller? Yeah. You know the beer shoe that the guy's drinking out no. of in the, the bar in Greenland? I want to drink my Molson out of a beer shoe, Dave. That's how I want to end beer the shoe. season. It's yes. been long enough that if wow. I saw The Secret Life of Walter Mitty starring Ben Stiller, it would be as though I was seeing it for the first time. Well, I, I understand. All right. Um, we should get on with... Ga- Which well, game week is this? Well, so we're in the... We're reviewing game week 26... We gotta rethink, or at least uh, reconsider some things for what Brian game likes week. to call the weekly rethink. Game weeks twenty seven and Come on, probably for 20, this season. 28 and twenty nine because I think oh, they goody. all still factor in. Uh, let's get on with the shortest long podcast we've ever had. <laughs> Perfect. Well, let's start with the team that is officially in first place. A thrilling win for Arsenal to maintain their five-point lead. Come on, you Gunners! Defeating Bournemouth 3-2 in what I will now affectionately refer to as arty time. If it used to be Fergie time for United, it's arty time now for Arsenal. Scott, this is, like, in the last six games this has happened, right? Like, I had to go back and watch him because I've already forgotten. United, we won, we scored the winning goal in Kedia did in the 89th minute. We, we all know what happened at Villa. I think it was the 85th minute. And then this one happened in the 97th minute of a game. The second latest goal in a game. Should it still have been going on? I will, You know what my first thought was as this match well, was Well, do you know what happened? During around the 95th minute, someone had an injury. They were down for a minute and a half. Yeah, well, there you go. Perfect timing. Uh, 
it was funny. The sarcastic, snarky version of me that was watching this match yeah. uh, said, you know, if Anthony Taylor was refereeing this match, you'd have blown the whistle before the corner kick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Fair enough. It did feel like it was, it felt like if they had anything other than a straight line in that last buildup before the corner, if it had been anything slowed down anywhere, it felt like the game was over. Brian, Brian, Brian was here. We were watching it. And I was losing my mind. Um, this, uh, again, I don't know how much, and I think most Arsenal fans are thinking, I don't know how many At the most games. exciting, I left to go pee, because I, who cares? Yeah. I thought the match was, was over. Going. If you watch the highlights, it shows the goal kick. A straight shot went out, like, I don't know, with the 95th, 95 and, like and 95 a half 30 minute. Or yeah. Something. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was it. I hit the 32nd button waiting for the managers to be shaking hands. I thought that was it. Yeah. The goal kick came out. They got one more run, got a corner, and and everyone knew at that point because I think the surprise was going to be, okay, they got the corner. After that, if it wasn't successful, whistle blown. Like, yeah, Reese sure. Nelson truly scored on the last kick of the game. Yeah. And it was um, it was unbelievable. I lost my mind. I lost my mind in the second half of that game. And it started in the most re- amazing way. For any of you guys, and I, I'll swear on this, that game started with the second fastest goal in Premier League history, and yeah. I will forever refer to it as the Lasso Special goal. Scott, I don't know if you saw it. They lined up in an American onside kick formation. <laughs> I they saw had the goal. I didn't see everyone that. over to the left. Yeah, they lined up a whole ton of guys. On the One person to the right. Yeah. They kick it over to the guy on the right where no, the only other person over there is Zinchenko, and he's way off the ball. It was yeah. still a stupid goal to give up. I, I cannot believe well, they conceded that way to un- start. Understood. Fortunate and then, couple of knocks it, around. The cross gets through barely yeah. through Zinchenko, and then whoever else ended up coming over there to help. But the cross got through, and it was just this slow little yeah. bounding ball that just somehow made it to the back post, and Billing taps it in. And it was like, what the crap just happened? So then the game goes on. It is full send Arsenal, and um, they end up having 19 corners in the game. It was so many. Bournemouth gets one. Yep. Bournemouth score scores on that on one. On their one. I mean, yeah. and Scott, th- I'm going to bring up something that I know that we've discussed. Okay. Another set piece masterpiece from Bournemouth. So credit to them. They had two guys kind of come through and grab, full body grab, the two center backs in the middle. And then a guy trailed behind them, and the ball went directly to his head. So, in other words, like two guys kind of ran through, grabbed other guys. I'd call it setting a pick. Pulling them not out. not a basketball podcast. But pulling them like out a, of the way. Yeah, bear hug. It's somewhere between holding and football. Like, yeah. Like, and Don't they, you hate that it stuff? wasn't called. It cleared out an enormous space. Credit to Bournemouth. And the ball went directly to Stevens head or whoever that was. And he scores. Arsenal should have done better. They're down 2-0 anyways. Bottom line is they have, they have an epic comeback. All the subs seem to work. Well, they definitely worked. Yeah. I, I will say all because of all the corners Arsenal had, I noticed they take a lot of short corners, which I actually like. They do strategy. take a lot. Of, I do like the short corners. Because it's so rare that anyone actually scores on a corner kick. Why not keep possession, keep the defense pinned in? Well, it's usually, though, they usually do sort of get a another kick in there. It's just from a different angle. And everything kind of resets a little bit. Yeah. But 
And or sometimes it doesn't happen. They just retain possession. Brian has about a half page of notes, I think, on this match. Well, just that the Ar- Arsenal cannot be stopped except for their FPL points. Those can be very stopped. Um, <laughs> Every Arsenal, that, I had three Arsenal no, players. Martin, no one pointed. Right. Martin, Martin Elliott, Odegaard, Sokka combined for six. Any defender that matters or anyone who, that you I'm had sorry, gone I to. I'm sorry, I had Ben White who gave me seven. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ben White is the only common gunner to ben matter. Ben White this match. doesn't start the match. Yeah. Nope, but I'll take it. Scores Comes his, in and subs. Yeah, scores, his, scores his first ever goal. For I'll take Arsenal. these green arrows that Ben White helped me get. Yeah, I mean it's already. Tomiyasu. I, it's just it's just amazing already that Partey, Reese Nelson, and a benched Ben White get the goals. It's the perfect cherry on top that. Smith Rowe and Reese Nelson are the only two that get assists. Yeah. I mean it's just I all know. the points going to somebody who either. Because Ben White, if you kept him, if you started him, I mean, it makes sense. There's no reason to think it, it wouldn't, he wouldn't be out there. And I'm sure as soon as you saw he's not starting, or for me, who sold him for Zinchenko on a wild card, I thought, yes, thank this goodness. Is like, this is, this yeah. is exactly what I was wanting. And then clean sheet gone in nine seconds. And then, uh, of yeah. course, it's yeah. Ben White coming in and scoring a goal. So. Yeah, just unbelievable. Scott. Dave, you had a rough week. Uh, horrible week. Horrible week. I mean, you're just under average, I think, but. 41 for the game week? No, it's it's horrible. On a wild card, though. That's what's so wild. wild card? Oh. Yeah. So so Ugh. that's what's so brutal. And and what's even worse, Scott, so we can just we can discuss this quickly. If I wouldn't have made any, if I would not have wild carded, I yeah. did have Salah Gakpo in my team. And Salah was my captain last week, and I've been so burned by him. I'm like, I'm never, I'm never touching that guy again the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, he might as well be Jack Grealish. Salah might as well be my Jack Grealish to you, Scott. Blue Jack. Blue Jack to you. Yeah. Um, Dave. I did have Matomo, but he's on my bench. First bench spot. So that was fun. We could talk about more broadly about the week. But, Dave, for Arsenal. Yeah. Tomiyasu, is he going to start another game for you guys this season? Mm, Barring an injury? Not. I don't know. That was. That wasn't great. He had another outing where he did not play well. Well, White was mainly struggling mainly a turnovers. Ago. Mainly turnovers. Yeah. White was struggling, and Tomiyasu has been brought in. He's had his chance, and I think it's back. It's the White show again. Yeah, no, no. For, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the, when the second Ben White came in, um, but things absolutely changed. Are your title hopes as a club as Tariq on Ben White? And it's as Tariq says in the song, "It's corn." Everything changed. <laughs> okay. All right. When I tried it with butter, everything you know, changed. Yeah. If you Dave, don't know what I'm talking about, you're missing out. I, I'm I'm certainly not. Brian, hold on one second. I have another thing. Yeah, All right. Uh, you know, here we are, uh, early March. Before he starts eating a corn cob. I see, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid of what's happening. Over By there. the way, the best corn is Mexican corn. We had some Mexican corn tonight. Absolutely, hands down, unbelievable. You can get them in gro- at the grocery stores in these bags. Unbelievable. They are – it is my favorite corn. This is a pretty random pod so far, and that's saying something for us. I'll say. Uh, okay, so Arsenal still five points up. It's early March. You still have most of March. You said I don't know how much more Arsenal fans can take this, myself included. They're going to win the said. league. I'm convinced so of most, most of March, all of April, pretty much all of May. They have, 12, they have 12 games left. To come. It's a long season. They have 12 so games left. City has to win – if Arsenal wins 10 out of the last 12... That's a big ask. It's fine. City has to win two more games than them on the way out. Okay, that's well, that's basic math with five-point lead in soccer. So, so there's 12 I games hear left. You. I hear, I hear and, what you're saying, but that's a big... Uh, to Arsenal's credit, I you know there are certain boxes you have to check 
along the way. Yeah. You got to grind one out on the road. Yeah. You got to you got to have a come from behind dramatic win. You're checking all of these boxes on the way to a title. But I would be so nervous at the fact that there's still three months left. There's what? not those twelve. There's just twelve games. I mean, that's going to go in a blink. I mean, you guys are going to have. I mean, that's part of the appeal of Arsenal. The appeal is going to run out. I feel like it's going to run out fast. So, and then we, it's something strategy wise, like you you have them and you're holding them. I do have a question about whether you like would you get rid of an Arsenal midfielder this week for a doubling player like a Brighton midfielder? A Brighton midfielder, maybe. Would you do that? Maybe because because right now like I'm on even after a wild card I'm on triple Arsenal I'm on Martinelli Saka and Zinchenko, uh, they you know fine matchup this week at Fulham I think that's fine, they do play in blank game week or the bigger blank game week twenty eight home to Crystal Palace that's fine <coughs> that's fine Palace, Palace Arsenal doesn't Palace, leave London for a month Palace tends to not like you. So I, I and the, the it feels Vier- like it's it's a little heightened with that one. Well, so they're not going to Sambi Lukanga can't play against us, so he's on loan. He's been starting for them, so we loaned him a a defensive midfielder. Vieira always probably has some form of a guilt coaching and managing against Arsenal, um, never really knowing I mean, if, who to root for. If Palace gave, if they looked like they were doing anything, I might be Zaha's more nervous back. about it. Yeah, no, I'm they, not. They, the they at Fulham home palace home leads. Crystal, he was an offside away from uh, a goal. Well, Chris, uh-huh. and Crystal Palace loses one nil at Villa. Uh, you know they get on a they lose on a on an own goal, which was absurd. They get an end up getting a ridiculous red card. Uh, who Decore I think got a red card. Uh, what a horrible time! I mean, just stu- so ridiculous. Play. You put yourself in a disadvantage. Even still, Palace could only muster three shots in that game, so I'm not necessarily worried about you guys playing them. And then Leeds in game week 29, the one yeah. like a bright spot of the single game week things. After that, you guys have Liverpool away, West Ham away, Southampton home, fine in game week 32. That's City fine. away, then City away, then Chelsea, then at Newcastle, yeah. then Brighton at home. Like I, that's a run of it's a fun that's run. It's a mess. It's a fun run. Fun, fun run. Okay. You ever done a fun run where they where they throw, throw like, the like, like in the you get done with it and you're like all these different colors of powder, like, like parkour. No, I know what you're talking about. No, I. I think they call no. those fun runs. I've, yeah, I know. I've never done a fun run. Color runs, maybe. Yeah, color run is where they throw like the chalk bomb. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I'm not doing that. All right. I'm just saying, I like. I mean, my. I mean, even going into 28, let me like let me give you a piece of strategy, something that I'm seriously considering is as good as uh, Saka has been and as stat-dominant as Saka has been since the restart, I don't know how I'm going to avoid getting rid of Saka going into game week 29 I, because I have, the exa- I have money, a little bit extra money, to go from Saka to your boy, Bruno Fernandes, where Manchester United have a double against Newcastle and Brentford. I, like to me, it's going to be difficult to go into the into the game week twenty nine with three Arsenal, knowing that I'm getting rid of them then for Liverpool away, and then you know maybe it changes. You know, everything changes so fast. I'm just saying, like I just wonder strategy wise, like if you're loaded up on them, are you 
inclined in any way to get off of these guys anytime soon? I don't know, man. It's such a great question. I, I see it going into 29, maybe moving off of one. But I, I don't know. I, I think the the Leeds game, I, so oftentimes I, I've made decisions on thinking I'm making the right decision because of certain matchups. And it was, and it sometimes it was just like, man, I should just kept with who I had. Yeah. You know, because they eventually come back to their numbers. Just like anyone who sold Salah last week for doing nothing for you. And then he comes back and just, granted, no one on this planet thought the 7 0, and we'll get to that soon. Uh, was going to happen, but you know, I, I don't know, Brian. I I might be a little bit more like hold, hold, hold. Yeah. Then, although I, making one move, I get that. If you can bring in another guy, I I don't know. I think I'm gonna. Um, Bruno Fernandez has has jumped into a category of player for me that I find so disgusting. I might not own him anymore just on principle. Yeah. After seeing what he did in the Liverpool match, that's Dave's voice, not Scott's. Just for the record, yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyways, yeah, and I, but I don't, I wouldn't blame anyone for doing that. Um, he's I, a complete tool bag. If you're okay with owning tool bags, right? I am. I think for okay. the most part, as long as <laughs> sure. fantasy as long points, as points, if it gets points. Me points, points, I mean, points are it, points, Scott, and I, I respect that. I, I, I do. I don't. Respect all I, I no see is all I see is. I mean, all I see is uh, all I see is goals and assists. That's all I'm looking at. That's right. Um, no, it's not. You're looking at x goals and that's x true. assists. And uh, and I'm yeah. I'm just I'm a, I'm an optimist. That's all. How can I not be optimistic about someone mm. like? Bruno? Um, listen, coming just, from the guy Scott who had Pinnock this week that's, from that's Brentford. True. Anyways, continue. What I'm what I'm saying is like I think presumably I think the the FPL feeling has been bench boosting game week 29, and part of that bench boost is would include for I think for a lot of people if you're doing that is however many Arsenal people you have you're hoping for the best Arsenal. In game week twenty nine, because you're gonna it, likely that's that's, right. that's going to just factor into total points, no matter who, with no matter which number well, of players. And you have. they might be some form of a differential in twenty nine, because people might get off of them because are, they're you, not double. Are, are you anticipating them just absolutely thrashing a Leeds team that needs to, at no. any point that they can possibly get? No, at I this love. Point? I've been on record. Leeds is I root for Leeds second behind Arsenal, so. Like, I root for Leeds every single week, except for when they play Arsenal. And it kills me. I wanted them to do, you know, a lot better this past week. It just didn't happen. And I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want them to completely thrash them. And it might not happen. I don't know. Leeds has enough talent. They can play with anybody on any day. Leeds in 17th on goal differential alone right this minute. And I just wonder, I mean... They already they almost hold on and get a result against Chelsea, but don't. Now they have to play Brighton. Like like everyone is wanting this for Brighton assets more than anything. Then Leeds, you know, Leeds have Wolves in twenty eight. Okay, that's fine. And then they have a, you know, Leeds is on a double in game week twenty nine against Arsenal, and then they have to play Nottingham Forest. Like I just. I just wonder if they're not looking at this as like, like, which ones are winnable and where do we have to like tighten up? It just seems like that's the that just seems like the the template yeah. attack here. I just I'm just no, saying, I know. 
I know. Just thinking of it in terms of would you not prioritize, like, if you could, somebody else. All right, Brian, give us the half page of notes you have now on Bournemouth. I just I, should, I think it's worth saying, though, for Arsenal, Martin Odegaard took 11 shots this week. I thought I sorted the stats wrong. Like, when I saw that, I was like, that's impossible. Because <laughs> right. no one else right. in the game week had more than five. So then I'm just he had like double everyone else more yeah, than double. He took eleven shots. Like I just like to me I'm like I'm like did they calculate two weeks for him? Three <laughs> weeks? Or is it like is this, am I wrong? Right, right. Like it just seems like of all oh, the unlucky my. people that, this that, week, Odegaard is up there. Uh, another thing, Dave, you got how is this Trossler? Does Trossler's injury do anything? Is J, how I mean, Jay Zeus presumably is back soonish. I think he's. I, I feel bad for Enkedia on some level. Enkedia's injury, whatever it is, was enough to not only keep him out of the squad entirely against right uh, against who did you just who did you just we Bournemouth, Bournemouth Bournemouth yeah yeah and then uh, like I think the question is whether or not it's a more serious so injury. so Trossler got hurt around the twenty minute mark. Smith Rose the first one to come in. I didn't even realize Enkedia wasn't in the in the squad, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is kind of shocking. So then I check it, and I'm like, well, he's not even there. So the injury must be a little bit worse than expected for and- Enkedia. And Trossard's as as of right now is thought to be minor. However, uh, something that seems to be working is when Martinelli is that's right is playing a more forward for sure. And yeah. can interchange with whoever's playing on the left. And, and he might end up, I don't know where Jesus is this week, but he might end up starting against Fulham in the, as the center forward, ESR on the right, and Saka on the other side. Okay. So that's very possibly the starting lineup. So if you have Martinelli he, playing in a more forward position, that's not a bad thing. I mean, Martinelli's price went thing. back up again after everyone had gotten rid of him. Obviously, of his recent performance is going to do that. So I just, yeah, I just wonder if. I mean, I I don't see myself getting rid of him anytime soon, especially the closer Jesus gets. On to the next thing. Well, the next thing has to be the shocking result of the weekend: Liverpool mm-hmm. seven, Manchester United seven, Scott nil, seven zero. You know, I'll offer. I, and I saw the entire second half. Is this Liverpool flipping a switch, or is this just yeah? W- or what is this? I mean, what, I think how, it is. It feels like it's hard to have a takeaway. It's such a ridiculous result. It's a ridiculous I, I agree. Result. I'm I'm there. It's a ridiculous result, but that doesn't mean Liverpool's not switched back on. You know, this is a they're in a decent run of matches now. Last few matches, you know, what has been a common thread with Jurgen Klopp for every season in which they didn't win the Premier League title? They have a lull, and sometimes it's a little bit more prominent than others usually happens right in the middle of the season for whatever reason, and it makes them have to catch up at the end to finish just behind City in second or to get into the top four. And I think that's where we're at right now with Liverpool. I think they're coming back. They're obviously making a challenge now for top four, and uh, they're putting themselves in a good position. I don't see any reason why you should hesitate to bring in offensive Liverpool assets. I mean, the, the the only thing is that they blank in game week 28. So sure. I can talk about, I mean, Salah is still in the top five of transfers in. Right. And he, I would imagine he's got to be, I would guess he's, a, he's definitely There's number no one. I was going to say him he's, in. he's definitely number one midfielder. And let me, I will say this as somebody who I kept him on my wild card, but not for this match. 
I mean, honest to goodness, I can anyone who says they had any idea that this was like there's this no one. This is not a prediction. This is no one. Not with the way United has been playing, no. and not with the way no. Liverpool has been playing. Right. There's it no was way so you saw this happening. Psychotic. It was nil nil, wasn't it? At halftime. No, it was one nil. Gakpo got oh, a good yeah, yeah, right, goal. Right, right, right. It was one nil. But so it was one nil at halftime. Uh, like my my honest thought was. Take what you can get. Hope for something against Manchester United. Yeah. Because Bournemouth in game week 27. Bournemouth away in game week 27. Why am I going to get rid of... Why am I going to get rid of these guys? Salah finally got a goal in game week 25. Like, I'll, I'll hold him for United in 26. I get, I get him then for Bournemouth away in 27. And, and then we'll see. Yeah. My plan originally would have been... They're gonna keep sucking, mm. so I'm gonna. I'll just send him out in well, game week 28, going into 29 for someone who plays twice. Now he plays twice, so now he's a he's a benchable asset in 28 for me. That then in 29, even if it's we've said like we said weeks ago, it's a bad double. It's City and Chelsea in a double week for Liverpool in 29. I don't think I care now. I mean, not if it's switched on but Liverpool. Here's the if, thing. It's, if it's switched on Liverpool, what, what, what do I care who but they're what, playing? In the most absurd game, a uh, uh, half of a game that that I've ever seen yeah. with two high level clubs, and I'm not trying to throw shade on Liverpool and or United. United was horribly bad. Liverpool was unbelievably lucky and good. And I just am I supposed to forget the entire season of Liverpool Football Club in this Premier League season? No, not at all. And, and, that, and am I supposed to forget the like? I don't expect that performance United to show up again. That United performance won't show up again. I remember. My guess is I the remember rest of the seeing, season. as far as I can remember, just because I think, just in general, as a as somebody who you know, I I I will see Twitter, I see FPL Twitter. I can only think of one account. I don't even remember. I wish I could credit the person because it was a it was and it was only posed as a question of everyone like. The pundit class, which pundit class decimated two weeks in a row here, by the way. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Saying to, like, everyone doubling up on Liverpool or tripling up on Liverpool going into their double week, going into the following week saying, now you got to wild card all of these guys out again. Like, like I, I mean, I there was I only, basically it just was, it was like a, do you have the boldness to even dare suggest that you don't absolutely have to get rid? Like for me, I would have sold Darwin after his, after his. If I could have, if I could have gotten rid of him when he didn't play the first match of their double week two weeks ago, I would have done it, and then just hope. Like and then you know, because even then when he started, uh, who did they play in the second match? I can't even remember who it was. But when he finally came back out, Wolves, I think, right? Yeah, and then he starts, and you're like, well, please, can he get something? And he did get an offside goal, <laughs> which was fantastic. <laughs> so then so then I think it's like it's borderline rage transfers of, like, I'm getting rid of him. If you had Andy Robertson going into that Wolves match, he got benched for Samikas. Samikas gets an assist in that game. Yep. Like, how yep. do you not rage transfer out Andy Robertson at that point? I think everyone was – I like – it seemed sensible, especially if you were building up either a wild card for game weeks, you know, for the double week for Brighton and others this week, the blank in 28 where they don't play. I'm sure it was the calculated risk of I'm getting rid of them because what are they going to do? 
go crazy against Manchester United, I'm losing the Bournemouth match, and then they blank in 28. And then this is how they repay you. Salah goes for 21, Gakpo goes for 14, and Darwin goes for 12. Like, just a a ridiculous Mm. point scoring. I know. Salah, Dave, two goals and two assists on three shots. 21 Yeah. Yeah, three shots and three chances created. He gets two goals and two assists. Like, and I will just say, stats-wise, we, like we've been at this place before. In the last five game weeks, Mo Salah has the most shots on target of any player. We are back to Mo Salah, who's shooting a little bit more. He's and he's getting you creative returns. The only person with I love my my favorite section of the podcast highest non-penalty xG. <laughs> okay. Other than Mo, than uh, Mo Holland. Wow. Mo Holland. Yeah. Okay. Uh, exactly three XG of exactly three. Holland is better three point oh two. That's it. Is Gakpo? Is it? Is I mean, I I feel like I still don't care about him. But he's way more attainable. He's been very consistent. He's way more attainable since he started scoring the goals. He's been consistently doing so. I don't know how you can look away. I have him in my squad. Six big chances in the last five weeks. Only Holland. Well, Holland has the same number. They're tied for the most of anybody. Gakpo is that Mo, really... is that Mo Holland? Uh, Mo Holland and Mo Gakpo are tied for the uh, <laughs> for six big chances. Everyone is Mo uh, once you get up that high. Going back to match week twenty three, <laughs> Gakpo with with eight six three one fourteen. I I do feel like he's finally feeling a little comfortable. They're like, good. They're good scores. And if Darwin, I you know can't really. I mean, Darwin puts two goals away here. I mean, that's that's what was missing. That's it. He he. Scores two goals from two shots on target. That's a conversion rate everyone can live with. I mean, yes. that's all. That's what you want. I to me, I, I would when we get to city, we can talk about Phil Foden and Darwin and Gakpo. Like to me, those guys, they're all in the same kind of camp. Like uh, good punts, I guess. If you have a plan for what to do with them in game week twenty eight, all all like both of those, all of Liverpool's attacking assets are going to be a huge draw going into the double game week 29. Yeah. I don't know. Like you said, how do you avoid it now? City, Chelsea? No, you, yeah. So no, what? You can't. If they're, if, they are feeling, if they're feeling themselves, if the confidence level I don't, is I don't know up, if I agree with that. I think I might be staying away from them. Okay. I just, like, I just, I'm like, just wondering if it's, like, it, it's all going to be on how you view. Like, we'll we'll this, see what happens this, this week. If this is a true Liverpool ascendancy here coming to, to the end of the season. Is there going to be a letdown after this 7-0? Or are they going to when, when's, when's the second leg against Madrid? Is that is that it's this, next, is that tomorrow? Next, no, it's next week. Okay. Oh, it's next it's week. It's not okay. this week at all. Okay. No. no midweek match. Okay. So if assuming they're out of the, I mean, assuming they're out of the Champions League, I don't know. They could that. score seven. But yeah, Real that's Madrid. exactly it. <laughs> who, at who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just everyone and every Liverpool fan, and that's what's been so frustrating for them all season, and knows that this is there difference in this game. Harvey Elliott. Uh, Henderson and Fabinho, none of them scored or assisted. They were the ones making the turnovers, doing the work in the midfield to set up the front end. And that's what has made Liverpool dangerous over the last six years is their engine and their midfield. That's what's been lacking all season. They finally got it for one game, and they look absolutely unstoppable. 
And that's what's probably, what, Scott, you can speak to this. That's probably what's, what's been so frustrating watching this team all year because you know it's there. You're just like, why can't it show up? Yeah, so it's felt a little off for most of the season. But I will say, I don't know, they're following a pattern. And I think if that's true, if they're following the pattern of past years, where the excepting the one where they won the title and had no letdown at all, I think you're going to like what you what you get. Okay. On the uh, flip side, I will say I'm going to not only keep Luke Shaw in my lineup. I did have him in my last bench yeah. spot, so his negative one came nowhere near my point. Total. Yeah. But um, that was the Liverpool fan of me more than anything saying, ah, I'm just going to put Luke Shaw here at the end of my bench. He'll be starting in my lineup against Southampton because yeah. whatever the opposite of a letdown is, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, to I was going to say to me, Manchester United, like Rashford, the, he's going to be in my lineup. Yeah, then now what? Captain like, Rashford is next maybe. week. Maybe. <laughs> no, Southampton no, no, won. You can't. You can't. Do that. Southampton won. I think they'll let down against United. I like a Captain Rashford. Why don't you like Captain Rashford? Because you're going to want a Captain March or Matoma or oh, because yeah, they're doubling. They're doubling. Or they're doubling. Purvis is stupid yawn or. Ethan well, Pinnock my or... captain TAA, <laughs> Unbelievable. my captain Trent in his double last week was, was, out, was well. outstanding. Yeah. So maybe I will. Um, you know what? Sign me up for Captain Purvis's ship. Purvis. Oh, yeah, you, I, that is the kind of, that is the kind I, of. We'll love that, some boldness. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wish c- you could hear it right now, but I'm hitting the buttons. Wow. Click, click, click. It click, is click, happening. Click, 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 click. click First click. of all, I want to say. Perv. If you have an, a, a subscription to The Athletic, please go find <coughs> The Athletic's uh, recap of this match. Oakland Ni- Athletic? Author Nick Miller of The Athletic covering this match. Amazing first thing. He said the, fir- the first line. He just said the first thing to say is Bruno Fernandez did not get booked. And then goes through basically the timeline of the match from the Bruno Fernandez perspective. To talk, just to go through very specifically how, what, like, not just that it was petulant, not just that it was, not just that it was, was a low class for him, but just to go through and say, like, the reason why anyone would have looked at this and said this is utterly shameful. Well, so, not only that, Luke Shaw should have, he already had one yellow, he should have had five. He kicked Darwin Nunez when Darwin was on the ground. The shenanigans and chicanery that Bruno and Trent exchanged on the sidelines from Bruno kicking well, out at Trent well, and Bruno pushed the 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 sideline official. Yep. Oh. So that and, and he got which, nothing which for the, anything. The FA, I think the one of the FA saw it and decided not to do anything about it. Yeah, and, and then, therefore there's no retroactive punishment. But a referee's organization, when they saw it, their recommendation was a five a five game ban. Absolutely. The FA said nothing. Said no, but not 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 just no ban, no punishment. Yeah. Period. Um, someone at United's got someone by the. By I the was going to say uh, some Arsenal fans were putting pointing out the same thing because uh, Neto, the the Bournemouth goalkeeper, kind of threw a fist at uh, Luke, at, um, ben, at White ben White. Yeah, towards the end of that. Absolutely, game, people were throwing that that out there a little bit just to say, hey, is the FA going to investigate this one? No, probably not. No. Never, it seems like Arsenal, it seems like, oftentimes, hmm. getting the shaft and they having to do things the Basically, hard way. I mean, the guy in the article, he just says, like, Bruno Fernandez committed a foul on Mo Salah in, like, 
nine he, seconds. Did he? Is so he it was the like one the that elbowed? Second of the game, and just said this. Like this was the greatest precursor of things to come in the match. I just love uh, that they got hammered all the more, Scott. Yeah. And and I don't have anything against Luke Shaw and or Bruno, other than the fact that Bruno is a complete um, made a fool of himself, and Luke Shaw should have gotten four or five yellows. Um, and that's not possible. Uh, men and Blazers, I'm sure they weren't the only ones to find it, but Val Veghorst touched the This is Anfield sign. Yeah. You saw that yeah. on the way he out. He says of the he team. was just riling up Virgil. Right. Okay. Little, little Dutch on Dutch crime. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> I, I, to me, I, yeah, I, I just, if you can navigate. It was an omen, Scott. For FPL purposes, if you have, I mean, assuming you're not, I don't know why you would sell Rashford, bench Rashford. If you have Luke Shaw, why? Why, why would you get rid of it? Why would you get rid of anyone ahead of a match against Southampton? I cannot. Right. There's no way you're doing that, but I'm sure people will. It, you know, I know that this week doesn't have a lot of doubles. Certainly not great doubles. And I know that Dave just mentioned that you might not put too much emphasis into matchups at this point in the season. But I'm looking at my squad and all the Arsenal and Liverpool and Spurs and City players in it, and then you know the Brentford and uh, Brighton players on doubles. This is a this is a great matchup week where yeah. I can't figure out what eleven to play. I agree. I'm currently, as it stands, I'm benching Luke Shaw and Zinchenko because I can't make a case to play either of them over Kieran Trippier, Pinnock, and Estupinian, who play twice for Brentford and, and Brighton. Tell me why I should play any of them over Martinelli, Saka, Salah, Rashford. I can't play him over McAllister from Brighton because he plays twice, and I'm not playing over Erling Holland or Ivan Tony. Yeah. I, I like wh- where. What do you do? the The alternative would be bench boost this week if you still have it, because everyone's going to throw their bench boost on a the double week in 29, and it these matchups a, are all fantastic. It could be a differential chip. Yeah. It really could be. Let's talk about City next. They are second place in the table, and they did register an impressive 2-0 win over Newcastle. Hey, they also won, Dave. Did you know that? They did, uh, and it Almost even more forgotten than Arsenal's win. For sure. They had a yawner, 2-0, and... uh, It kicked off the game week. Nothing is more perfect for Manchester City that Phil Foden is now the hottest commodity in Manchester City. It's unbelievable. 7.30... Captain, I game. hate the fact that seven thirty Eastern figure time. out who's going to be in form from week to week. You should have captain Phil Foden this yeah, week. Yeah, Scott is obvious. Just captain Foden. Uh, by the way, yeah, three Scott. three straight starts for <laughs> Phil Foden: a two, a thirteen, and eleven. Now in those three matches, yeah. I think this week he talked about plantar fasciitis. I'm pretty mm, sure he was I'm talking sure, about yeah, foot problems. Sure, yeah. That explains it, of course. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I think of him the same way. If you if you have space to do a one week punt, I'm not sure who exactly that category is. Are you free hitting this week? I'm not sure why you would or how you're going to do that, but why not? Phil Foden at Crystal Palace at this point. The same I mean, as if you if you have some way of thinking about them beyond that, I'm not really sure. I guess sure. if you wanted to free hit into a couple Arsenal, a couple Liverpool, a couple City, you know, a couple Brighton, a couple Brentford players, yeah. I, I guess you could. Yeah. I, Sure. I, I just think if, if if this is the hot streak for Foden, it already started. The hot streak for Foden started two weeks ago. 
So all right. So obviously not uh, not getting much from Holland. Not getting anything from KDB. Holland did win the captain battle versus uh, Saka or any of the Arsenal people this week because he got the assist. Yeah, he got the, something. Yeah, he got you something. Um, here's a good one. This is a Holland uh, segment. A segment I like to call what Holland. Uh, <laughs> Mo-, Mo Holland. Mo Holland. Okay. Uh, two shots in this match. Neither of them on target. Uh, there's a lot of stats out there about this. I guess the slight-ish decline of Holland's performance. Slight-ish? What are you talking about? He was on pace to score 59 goals. Well, he's still on pace to score. I think he's on pace to score 75 goals now. No, oh, is he? Do you want a weird stat? Rodri has taken as many shots as Holland in the last that six is a matches. Weird stat. Eleven shots. All right, each. Hey, for let's Holland that is and Rodri. Really weird. Right. KDB actually leads the team with twelve shots in the last five games. That's the last weird. Six game Considering weeks. he hasn't played it, and all. he has, he did it in five <laughs> matches. That's exactly it. It's the. I'm, so that's why I'm saying. Okay, weird wait, wait. Stat. Here's a segment I like to call "Real Talk About Erlang." Yeah. Is this the inaugural Premier League season late season decline? That we sometimes see. I think so. Everyone has to. And I'm scared to death to still not captain him. Yeah. But I think you're right, Scott. You're not doing it this week. He does not play in game week 28. And in game week 29, when everyone else in the world is playing twice, he plays at. He plays. I thought, are they away? They're home to Liverpool. He's home to Liverpool. Okay. So they play Liverpool in game week 29. I'm dead serious. I think I'm selling him over blank game week 28 to bring in. I don't know. I might bring in Joel. anybody. I might bring in Joel Felix. I'm not so he, so yeah, that's the time. So he's coming. Are, are you ready? And it might not matter at this point in the season. If and when you do that, his current price yes. is is what? It's 12.2. Uh huh. And what so, did you buy him for? Because so, most people probably had him to start this season, right? I bought so him. He's, I bought him at eleven point. I bought him this. I bought him in week two. Eleven. So I bought him eleven five. Eleven five. Yes. So I, that. Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. I've done. I've done the You've tinkering. Done the math. I've done the tinkering because you're right. No matter what happens, there is no way going into game week thirty when Manchester City play at Southampton, and then game week thirty one home to Leicester, and then. Uh, they're probably not going to play in 32. But either way, there is no way going into game week 30 that Wait. I wouldn't then go immediately back to him right. in whatever possible way I could. So you got to make sure you had the money to go back to him. Yes. Now, um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm i sure a lot of smart people are probably going to do that. And there's no reason to not do that. I just, I've been burned. I have early season Erling baggage. For sure. For not captaining him. When everyone else did, like, and I got roasted. Already, I mean, I don't know who your second and third strikers are, but my, I, you know, without having Kane, I mean, my, I went to Ian Acho on my wild card. I also went to Ivan Tony on my wild cards. So I have Tony's Kane, obvious Kane and Tony. Right, Tony was an obvious one. I just went for Ian Acho on a differential. It all would have worked out the same because Watkins, the guys you're obviously considering were Ollie Watkins. Uh, I think, I think now I might still, I would, I might throw both Chelsea. I might throw Havertz back in there. I'm dead serious. But but it was Joel Felix, it was Ian Acho, it was Ollie Watkins. They were all, like, all those guys, I think, along with Tony, I think they're all the same kind of quality and consideration. It's the same, I think you're going to do the same thing going into, so 28, Ollie Watkins. Anyone who has Ollie Watkins gets a, a home match against Bournemouth. You're feeling good about yourself. And then you go into a double game week 
at Chelsea at Leicester for Ollie Watkins. You, if you're doing Joel Felix, it's a home match against Everton in game week 28. I think you like that more. And then two home matches for Chelsea attacker in uh, 29 against Aston Villa and Liverpool. So they're all like they're all about the same. Like to me, that's it feels really similar. I, uh, I'm I'm probably going to stick with Ianacho unless something weird happens in the next two weeks, because Leicester gets Brentford in 28, and then. Uh, 29, a double against Crystal Palace and Aston Villa. So I'm just saying, like, how are you not going to look? At, uh, I want to make a case for Isak here, and when we get to Newcastle, yeah, when we talk about, yeah, you know, when we talk about Newcastle, that's another guy that to me, I'm like, I don't think that's crazy. No, Danny Ings in game week 29 gets Southampton and Newcastle at home. I get it. West Ham looks abject at this point. <laughs> However, well are you not going to at least? kick or like kick it around if you have the space to do it i'm just saying like yeah are any of those guys holland no are you counting on holland who can't seem to get more than one shot away in the last however many weeks and yeah may that, or may not shoot that, and it's starting to get weird yeah like i i'm not saying it's like yeah you're playing with fire i just think it's not as crazy as it as it might have seemed you said, uh, Brian, that you know in your list of players that you wouldn't think about getting rid of in the upcoming game week, you mentioned Kieran Trippier first. Trippier has been out of my lineup for something like three weeks. Oh, really? Yeah, and I haven't regretted it for a second given Newcastle's form. Why is he a staple in your lineup? Well, just that it's the same. Like, I benched him this week. Like, I benched, I benched Sean Trippier. So I, I don't know how many people played them. I think the feeling maybe is that they're – they're just going to be attacking, and you might get something from them in any match, whatever. They're just Newcastle just can't find it right this moment, and I didn't expect them to find it at Manchester City. But this week, happy to throw Trippier back in. I mean, statistically, no matter how you sort anything, the gap between Trippier and second place for for defender is miles. I think Wolves are better than they seem. I, yeah, and they might be coming back into it a little bit. They are a little bit with Lopetegui as their manager. They're they're not as easy to beat yeah. as they used to be. Newcastle at home against Wolves, I'm less concerned about. Okay, but then game week 28, they do play in 28, so that was part of the reason, like not getting rid of them because they he plays in game week 28 at Nottingham Forest. So again, Nottingham Forest at home has been tougher than Nottingham Forest on the road. But it's still like a plus matchup in a week right. where a bunch of teams don't play, and then they double in game week twenty nine. You probably just gave the answer to my next question, which is that my transfer this week feels like it should be Elmeron, who I still have out. Yeah, Elmeron out for McAllister. Is game week twenty eight a consideration for you that Elmeron well, plays a transfer out somebody else? Well, so that's the that's the like getting rid of as that's what I'm saying is if you have a plan, if you're okay benching. Uh, McAllister, or do you have Matoma? Not anymore. I got rid of him too. Okay. I mean, if no matter which guy you pick between March Matoma and McAllister, he turned into Gakpo in a bigger move. Yeah. So as long as you're okay benching that Brighton person in 28 and taking whatever you get in place of that, or not having that player in game week 28, yeah, because you're because then you're fine in game week 29. You're gonna do. The four matches for Brighton in the doubles in 27 and 29 are Leeds, Crystal Palace, Brentford, and Bournemouth. 
tell me what four better teams you could you could put on paper for a team to play in four matches. Like two doubles. I know. I mean, it's as good as you I can know. possibly hope for, especially a team like Brighton that's just absolutely flying right now. So, yes, I would do that in a heartbeat. Newcastle, I mean, I was going to say, mostly as you were for basically everything except two things. One, Fabian Scher, who is extremely popular, didn't more. play. In my wild card team. Top did, five transfers out. Did Fabian not play Scher. in against City because of a concussion. And this is important. Dave, listen up as a, I'm as listening a person with right Fabian now. Scher. Per the newspaper, the Northern Echo newspaper. <laughs> Oh, Northern Echo. Opening a newspaper today. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie Howe. Yes, I can. Eddie Howe has admitted that Newcastle are following an individually tailored concussion protocol for Fabian Scher that reflects the fact that he has suffered from similar issues in the past. Dave, do you hear what I'm saying? Fabian Scher, not famously, but I think it was they said in 2019. He was knocked unconscious in a game and was allowed to continue playing. So he has had a history of concussions. As American football fans, there is nothing that we are more familiar with with than concussions. (laughs) Fabian Scher is in like a permanent, personalized concussion protocol because of his concussion history. Holy. Eddie Howe is saying... Specifically, the doctor who has been with us for a long period knows Fabian's history. It's all taken into account with the concussion protocol. We will follow it to the letter. I don't know how you don't take that into account with Fabian's share. Yeah. Permanently going forward. Any recurrence. Yeah. Anything that he I gets. I wish that would have happened the week prior. Anything that happens to him, he will be treated more seriously and obviously differently then they treat other players. Not that they're going to not take it seriously with other players, but he's in his own protocol. Yeah. Wow. So I just feel that, like that's that important, excellent, excellent important info. information about Fabian Scher, somebody yeah. who has been on a really, I mean, I, I would have, I would have been happy to have him. I just wonder if anything happens, they're obviously going to treat it differently. So don't be surprised. If, if okay. It, Great info. Good call. You went off of Isak, I'm sure, long yeah. ago. I have Tony in that spot. Another, per the Chronicle Live, Newcastle's finest. Callum Wilson has been and continues to be a great servant for Newcastle. He was chosen to lead the line against, the, against Manchester City, but cannot seem to shake whatever has plagued him since appearing at the Qatar World Cup. Mm. Eddie Howe, it is incumbent on Eddie Howe to shake up their attack because they can't do anything. And there are multiple places, multiple Newcastle-specific sites calling for a front three or a front or an attacking line in some way of Isak, St. Maximin, and Anthony Gordon. Just for the sake of giving Almiron, Almiron who runs his, himself into the ground every yeah, week, true. just to give him a rest and then to get your – Record signing into a game. Let give him the chance to hit yeah. to go, score goals. You want to punt on the next two to three weeks? Anthony Gordon. Why well, Anthony Gordon? But Isak. Yeah. He's one point four percent selected as of us sitting here. That's not me anymore. Home Wolves, Nottingham Forest away, double game week against Manchester United and and West Ham. That's, That's just, your that is your next four matches for Alexander know, Isak. 
I don't think I it's hear cra- you. I don't think it's crazy. Here's the thing. When I said ESOC a month and a half ago, you guys were like, uh, kind of crazy. And, and maybe it was a little bit. It was great for a week it's or just two. He was still hurt. He was coming back. It was right, right. as he was coming back. I, I, right now, I'm just saying no to Newcastle. Okay. I think they've hit their peak on the season. I think they're going to slide. It's just a matter of how far they're going to slide. Okay. Um, all right. We talked all about Brighton. They're not sliding. 4 0 mm-hmm. win against West Ham. I think there's a lot to talk about here with Brighton. But I'm going to start with the fact that when it came time to take a penalty, it was Mac Allister who took it. McAllister is your, good call. McAllister is your Brighton and Hove Albion penalty taker. Um, your game week this week, whether you did really good or hmm. okay or terrible, probably has a lot to do with whether or not you benched, whether you had McAllister or Matoma or March, and whether you played them or benched them. Brian, did you have one of those guys? I had Alexis McAllister in the first bench spot, and I've never wished like anyone oh. else harder for uh, Ivan Tony to not play. I <laughs> hear that so uh, much. Against yeah, but he did Fulham. okay for he you. He was fine. He was fine. Um, he scored a penalty of his own. He did. He, speaking of guys who should have been sent off, I don't know if we're going to talk extensively about Brentford, <laughs> but holy cow, he kicked the man right in the face. Um, so true. Another big thing for Brighton. Guys, this is the New England, man. This is Howard Webb's England they, now. I, I think he's trying to get a handle on things. I think he is too, but I also think that it's been very it consistent has, all season long that we're going to embrace this thug life quality of play, style of play, and call it British, call it English. It's in, Unless it involves... A tap on a foot in the penalty box, it's going to require a full-on mugging in order to be called. It was his, Tony's was egregious, and we're not even talking about Brentford right now. The other issue is, did you pick Robert Sanchez on your wild card? Or did you bring in Robert Sanchez as I one of your did. Brighton selections? I almost did. I, <coughs> I would say, like most people, I thought about it, inexplicably benched this week for Jason Steele. So Jason Steele, you're back to back. He started against Stoke, which is crazy. FA That's so crazy because I can promise you, Sanchez's Jason Steele three point nine, three point nine. 0.7%, of course. I'm sure that's going to skyrocket. That 0.7% probably has him as their backup goalkeeper with Robert Sanchez as their starting So, keeper. per the athletic, I mean, Deserby said Sanchez's about, ownership is 11.3%. Oh, it's not, yeah, that can't stay there. Because Deserby said, at this moment, I think, I think Steele is closer to my idea, my style. Robert is improving, but at this moment, Jason deserves to play. And he Sanchez says, has made some mistakes. When he says, when I speak of my style, I'm speaking about the foot. How do you read this? The though? foot. How do you oh, read this? The Not, foot, Scott. How do you read this? Was this there is, a capital F on foot? The foot. No, I think that's then that's the foot clan, and that's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Oh. <laughs> how do you read this? Per the Argus, my favorite newspaper in the entire world. <laughs> Robert Deserby said, I am sad for Robert because with him, I have one of the best relationships. I spoke with him yesterday, but I think my job is to be a coach. You have to be honest and clear, and Jason now is playing better than Robert. Robert is playing well, but Jason was fantastic in build-up for, my example, in my style. 
Maybe he's closer than Robert is to my style. But I think Robert can work to arrive at the same level. There are different characteristics, but Robert is a good guy, and I think he wants to improve in this aspect. Translation. I, got, wow. I, I can translate that. Yeah, translate, no, do it. Absolutely. On approximately June 17th, Robert Sanchez will be transferred to another club. Okay. Right. I, so I, I just want to be I, like, as much as I would like to read into that and think Robert Sanchez still has a chance to get his job back again. It doesn't seem like Robert Sanchez has much of a chance to get his job back. Again. Agreed. Better style for what Deserby wants to see because of the foot. I mean, and if Deserby has been trying to do something different with Robert Sanchez behind the scenes in training, whatever, it would make sense because Sanchez has been struggling. He's been making basic mistakes. If I would have yeah. known, if I would yeah. like, I do you know who my second goalkeeper is? I went to Raya like everybody else did, like like the lemming that I am. But I'm, you a, know my, I, I'm my, a lemming. I'm a non-lemming, and my second goalkeeper, you know who it is? Alphonse Areola, West Ham United goalkeeper who is in. And the coward you are, you Fabianski's got an eye injury or something. Yeah, Fabianski actually had a plate put over his eye socket. Jeez. So he's out at least until next month. So that makes me a little nervous. You know what doesn't make me nervous? Replacing Ariola with 3.9 Jason Steele. Why would not? Why wouldn't he be my other goalkeeper? I like I. I get it. You could get Matoma. You can have Matoma. Well, because assuming, I want a Stupignon. I'm going to say, assuming a Stupignon is your guy, and one of your defenders, which is, which makes total sense. I just don't know that I want to double up in my midfield with with McAllister and Matoma. I I, I, you're already. I feel like you're already playing with so much fire having two of those guys. See, for example, Sully March uh, being the uh, odd man out this week. Why or, won't that be? Why won't it go back to Matoma being the odd man out? This or McAllister doesn't kick a penalty. Next so week I mean, or you just take two out of three and hope for the best. I know. Would you take a negative four to uh, go to Jason Steele? Mm, well, well, he's on, on a double. I was gonna say on a if you're playing him on your double, if you like him better him, than your matchup with I whoever have else you Frazier have, Forster at Leeds home at the same Palace price point is not bad. Frazier Forster at the same price point. You'd rather have, you'd rather have the Brighton defend defender. Yeah, you'd rather have the Brighton goalkeeper. Um, so I mean, I can do that because right, you know, my double transfer then would at a price of negative four would be both to bring in two Brighton guys. It'd be to bring in Mac Allister and Steele for Almiron and Forster. How is that bad? No, that's not bad. That absolutely zero badness. That would not be bad even if it wasn't a double and it's a double with good matchups. It's not bad. The most fun that FPL ever is, is when you can be aggressive and not feel bad about it. <laughs> right. That's the best time of, yeah. of yeah. FPL. Well, and you know, when it comes to a goalkeeper, like let's say, say all of a sudden Robert Sanchez is in goal this week. Okay, I have a backup keeper. It's very unlikely. Right. Only injury yeah, is going to bring Jason Steele in. I was going to say, it does not seem that I think we agree. Oh, what I was going to say is, did you guys, did you watch Sunderland Till I Die? No, I've not seen that. So the Twitter account, We Are Brighton, talked about this in particular because they talked about how when Brighton signed Jason Steele, they kind of got mocked because at that point they were bringing him in as their third goalkeeper. I think he was bat, bat, uh, backing up Button. David that was sounds a, right. 
And so people were making right. fun of it because he was the Sunderland goalkeeper and like basically was a kind of a joke on the show. Oh wow. Kind of sucked and was kind of left like left for dead. And now uh as that account said, he's worked his way to seemingly the number one goalkeeper spot for a team challenging for Europe. Good for him. Yeah. So wow. not so not only a guy who who you can root for and for for personally for who like what he's done. But you get some good, good yeah, matchups. That's on the awesome. Way too. I love that. Uh, Dave, you only have, you have Matoma, only. I know. I have. I have Purvis. I have March Matoma. So you have Purvis, March, and Matoma. Correct. I have. I you do now, not have McAllister. You now have McAllister and Jason Steele and a stupid young. And so you're tripled up. Fantastic. I have McAllister and a stupid young, and I'm really not sure. I don't think I can go to anyone else. I might go to mostly because i I don't want to. I don't want to have another guy to bench in game week twenty eight. Well, so I I was going to say this. I'm going to try to avoid making a transfer this week. Although I might go to Salah, the Bournemouth thing. But every time I do that, I get absolutely factored. Uh, I have one transfer. It's not going to cost me anything. I I wild carded. I like all my matchups going into twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine. I do like. Uh, having it, two transfers going into 28, so we'll see. We'll we'll see how that shakes out. I'm not sure exactly what to do with that yet. I don't. This is another one. I mean, I I get it. It was it finishes four nil. You're happy about it. The result is beneficial for everybody except people like me and every other idiot that benched one of the guys who scored a lot of points. But like McAllister, you like it because he got like he was pretty creative. He scored the penalty goal, which we kind of we, we knew he was the penalty taker, and then uh, he also got an assist. Like he was he was he was one of the top chance creators of the game week, and I think that was the question of what is McAllister's positioning going to be. He continues to take a lot of shots. Matoma cashed in on his one shot again, so and it was a perfectly perfectly placed ball that he kicked in at the back post when the and it, the game was kind of over. Also, by the way, the penalty that Bowen, the foul on Matoma to give McAllister the penalty was soft. That was not, I mean, you saw it. You saw the yeah. highlight. Did you see the yeah. highlight? Yeah, yeah. Super soft. Oh, I mean, come on. Super if, soft. If they don't give that, I mean, you're not even thinking twice about it. Super, It was a soft. small, strong guy on a wee little man. <laughs> and it was just it was just muscle on wee man. And so that's why I'm like, I just. Do not bring wee man into it. May he rest. I in think Solly March is unlucky again. Eleven touches in the box this week. Only only Saka had more than him, and he had four more than the next closest person on the team. McAllister had seven. Solly March is in everything, and to me, Solly March is still. I think to me, he feels like the kind of guy that is going to make everybody feel bad if you if you got rid of him, or you don't have him. I. They all make me nervous. Not having one. If you have two of them. You're going to be nervous about not having the, right, third, one. the third one. You know what right. I mean? That's it right. just feels like I don't know what to do with I don't yeah, I don't I know what it. to do with any of totally the guys I don't have. It. Totally get it. Wolves won. Spurs nil. Pretty cool goal by Adama Traore, and as yeah. I said, a good result for an up and coming Wolves. Brian, what what were we saying? When that result was happening, when, the longer it went nil nil, the more I was certain that Wolves were going to win <laughs> right. one nil for sure. I'm, I, I mean, Brian I, nailed I, it. Absolutely I said it at it. one point, and I was almost like 
kind of trying to reverse jinx it, and I wasn't. And I kept saying, no, 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 Kane's going to score. Kane's going to score. Surely Kane will score. I don't know what to say about it because, uh, like, I'm sure you can find it out there. I mean, it 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 is so baked into who they are that you have no idea what you're going to get from them from week to week. And now it's what three blanks in a row? I threw three out of the three blanks in the last four for Kane. I don't know, man. I mean, it should have been Kane assist, Sunny goal early on. Kane, or I mean, Sunny blasts the crossbar. So I, I don't. It could have been different if it was a if it was a team that was in any way clicking, and they're just not. Uh, Dave, you are an Emerson Royale with cheese selector. Brutal. Poro, not only Brutal. does Poro start, Royal comes in for seven, Royal what, has he been seven on minutes. Fire. Nine. He came nine in for minutes. Nine and minutes. what did that prevent for you? It prevented Matoma from coming in. Because you had four defenders out. No, 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 no. That's not true. That's not fair. Okay, That's okay, not true. okay. That, that, sure. would have, that wouldn't have hurt me that much. That would have kept Ben Mee's one from coming in. It's because the I, so I it's start, the same. It's the same. Okay. I started three I started three defenders. Okay. The only thing that the only one that got me anything was the stupid young. Right. So I, I I mean it's it's tough. Like we I mean that's why I, I'm not trying to say like Royals he's been awesome. But he does have competition and all the numbers, I mean, you can look at form, I'm sure, and Emerson Royal is gonna be way up there and it may not matter in a, any week because he has a legitimate contender at his exact spot. So it just seems like it's going to be, it's all going to be tactics. Ben Davis, I think was the only one uh, was the only one who kind of, you would have expected to start who actually did. And in the end, it doesn't matter. Spurs get you exactly nothing. Uh, Not one person gets you anything. So Um, I don't, you're not doing anything about wolves either though. It's like the, I, I just, I don't, I, I don't, I'm like, if you have Kane, you're not doing anything with Kane just because it's Kane. They play in game week 28. Their matchups for the foreseeable future are pretty good. And, I, I mean, he's going to do something. It's just that Spurs are so dumb. <laughs> and I fully expect because of that kind of, because of these kind of lame-o performances, they won't, they, they can easily get passed by Liverpool. Why can't Liverpool pass a lame Spurs team? It'll it'll definitely happen. Yeah, I yeah, think but it yeah, can. but Spurs continue the the we're good, we're bad, we're good, we're not, we're good, we're bad, we're good, we're not, and like they just I know they continue I, on that trend, and and so I just I never know what to think. You just think that anyone who can put together a we're good, we're good, we're good is going to end up is going to yeah, end up. But lead, Liverpool lead hasn't proved that at all. I know he's still down on your guys. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not in the bag. They just haven't done it. In a match that, honestly, would have meant more in a league with a playoff, Brentford defeats Fulham 3-2. Yeah, fun uh, game. Tony gets the PK, and, you know, Manor Solomon scores again, Dave. Scott, now, hey, Dave, what, seriously, I'm tired what, are you, of having what, what are you going to do? What yeah. are you going to do? You going uh, to put him in? Yeah, no, it's time... So we've been we've been dipping and and diving around this Mr. Solomon and in I asked you midweek on a phone call 
what's it going to take for us to give him some absolute run? And it and and my thought was, it when he finally starts, he starts and he scores again. So, so he's four matches now in a row that this gentleman has scored three <laughs> off the bench, and now one on the start. This fine gentleman. Mm-hmm. What's it going to take, Brian? He cannot be expensive. No, he's four point nine. I've been working my ass off to try to find him. <laughs> he's four point nine. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I finally made it there. Dave, you're gonna meet. Fulham not- has a striker with the last name a blade. Yeah, uh, Dave, you're gonna love that this. That is amazing. Uh, my favorite, my favorite stat. You already know it. You can probably guess. He probably already. had one shot, and and he scored on the one shot. I'll tell you his last four weeks of shots and shots on target and goals, and you can guess what that is, too. Yep. Yep. Manor Solomon, four shots, four shots on target, four goals. 26 fantasy points actually puts him in the top, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. He is uh, tied for seven, seven. He's tied for six in fantasy points in the last, since he, uh, since he got his uh, little, little run going here. Uh, same number of points as uh, no, actually one more point than uh, Martin Odegaard and Marcus Rashford have in the last four game weeks. Four shots, four shots on target, four goals. I listen. If you get him, and you count on a one hundred percent conversion rate going forward, I don't know what to tell you. Anything else on the Brentford side? I keep hearing that you yeah. have Ethan Pinnock in yeah, your I lineup. Yeah, Ivan Tony kicked the guy in the face. <laughs> oh, I heard about that too. Yeah, the boot came up way high while the guy was sliding, and he actually cut the guy's cheek, and they did nothing. I, like if he had been if he had been sent off, it would have not been wrong. Instead, he gets nothing. Everyone who got a Tony goal is lucky to have gotten a goal from Tony and not a straight red card. That's that's it. It's unbelievable. I kind of wish it had happened because it would make a lot of my other decisions a lot easier. Um, uh, Ethan Pinnock is the one guy I, we didn't get a chance to talk about because we can't talk about everything on this podcast. Oh. I haven't listened. We I, again. You want to timestamp my notes? I've got it on my notes. Since the restart, this was this would have been last week. Uh, for what it's worth, Ethan Pinnock, highest XG of all Brentford defenders at 0.79. Actually, his XG Ryan. was 0.79. Ben Mees, 0.31. You, a, a sizable gap when you're talking about XG. You have made some uh, fascinating moves this year. Going to Pinnock this week on a wild card and finding that stat is something I feel like you didn't share with the rest of the world, and I feel like it was a little dodgy. Yeah. I am guilted into not <laughs> sharing everything every week. I did have it. I can promise you okay. I had it. It was there, but just didn't happen to make it out of Look, a voice. There was a full, okay. Listen, I have a full breakdown of Brentford since the restart for all. I have minutes. I had shots on target, right. chances created, all of those things. And I got Penix XG. I was the, the reason, honestly, the reason why I picked him was because Everyone was picking me. The second highest selected guy was Rico Henry. Yeah. And Pinnock is 4.4 compared to those other guys. And I was like, there was nothing between them to distinguish them except that Pinnock had a higher XG. He got lucky. I don't even know that his shot was on target. 
It looked like it was going wide. They gave it to him anyway. So I Sheesh. listen. Even if it had been an assist on a own goal from whoever he kicked it into, wouldn't have cared. At least it was something. Uh, it ended up being exceptionally lucky. Wow. So, I think it was a little more concerning that they gave up two dumb goals. So it doesn't. I mean, Fulham. I mean, uh, Brentford defensively. I think a big thing of it was this schedule and all the matches piled up or whatever. And I don't know. I don't know how confident I am that they're keeping any clean sheets in the next three weeks. So yeah, whatever. But fair. they're playing a lot. So what are you going to do? I know. You're going to start them. Last week, I'd made the point that uh, once Chelsea turn it on, they might keep it on for quite some time. They do squeak by leads and have another promising result here in the midweek as we're recording this on Tuesday night. We know they are advancing in the championship yeah. as well. Is it Chelsea time? So uh, I think it's one of the top. It's somebody – I can't remember who it is. It's somebody in the in the podcast league. It's one of the top three or four who brought in Ben Chilwell. And that – I just – whoever that is, if you guys want to search that, whoever did that, I thought about it, didn't have the guts to do it just because I kind of wanted to see it a little bit first. But Ben Chilwell, I want to say, is back. Clean sheet, gets the assist on the Fafana goal, finishes Ooh. the week with 10 points. Fantastic. He also got an assist on uh, Raheem Sterling's goal in the Champions League match today. So I, I don't know who's knocking Ben Chilwell out of that spot while Ben Chilwell's fit. And I'm saying that because largely because Graham Potter's got to stick to a formula because his job is on the line every yeah. week. He's um, starting to... Uh... He was pretty animated today on the touchline, which is not yeah, he really didn't his watch, style. He didn't watch. I mean, he did he not watch Havertz second. Yeah, kick. he didn't watch that second yeah. PK. Um, uh, and by the way, Bowley was waiting for Potter. Yeah, it was a great, tunnel. yeah, great clip from and great find clip from those people. And working. they had a nice little chat, a uh, happy chat. Yeah, and the question of whether Bowley was carrying a beer. Um, Definitely carrying a beer. Yeah, for sure. So I, yeah, I mean, I feel like the. I mean, they scored one good one. the The goals were coming for them in the first half for sure. I don't know what Raheem Sterling's doing half the time, but somehow <laughs> he still manages to score goals. I am kind of curious about what he does for them if he can do if he can maintain that form in the league. I don't know if he can, but um, no. I mean, so Chilwell is a consideration. Uh, Fofana is four point three. And I know that was somebody that before his injury, really everyone already would have been thinking about anyway. At 4.3, does that make it more palatable when he gets benched again inevitably? Right, <laughs> I, just, right. I, I don't know. No He's going 14 points. I mean, you get, goal a clean sheet and three bonus for Fafana. I mean, that, that makes sense. Colin, can I bring up something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. There's big news out of this too. So Your boy ahead. Reese James. He, he started Champions League. Yes, he's back. He's, what so, does that mean? It means so. There's two things with Reese James. I might my opinion about Reese is no different. They are going to treat everything he does, every every twinge he feels the wrong way. They will they will be they will take precautionary measures with him. So he was back in this week. It was already like he had a ha hamstring tightness. Obviously, he's not that bad. Because he played 90 minutes in a Champions League match, which is probably, I'm, I, I'm assuming it's intense. They got feisty <laughs> in that game. 
today. I mean, it was do or dive. Dortmund's out of the, like, it's an advance to the round of 16. Chelsea had to win 2-1, or they had to win by two goals. I mean, they they couldn't, like, like it was a must-win for them. They had to score two goals at least. To yeah, on aggregate, for sure. Yes. And so that's why I'm like, obviously, Reese was not that hurt. They kept him out during the match against Leeds. A home match against Leeds, who who sits down? Reese James. Uh, like, that's going to happen, I think, every time he feels anything. Balance that out with Graham Potter's post-match comments about when someone asked him about the penalty because Havertz missed the first one. Yeah, They called an absolutely ridiculous encroachment to yep. let Havertz retake it. No, no, no. It's not ridiculous. Yes, it was. No. No. The rules are, if you are, this goes back to to youth football. Chilwell was the furthest forward of that doesn't any matter. encroachers. I, like, I don't so know how it's not the, just a wash, whether he was pushed in there or not. And it didn't look like he was all that pushed. I just, I, a lot of people were in the box. I just don't know how you. So no, if right both teams, hold on. The rules are, if both teams, if it's just the offensive team that is in the box, once the kick is made, then the kick, regardless of the result, is thrown out. Sure. If both teams are in, you re-kick. That is rules. Period. And Reyna was the one. Reyna was the one who was not only across the line, but then also the one that cleared it. So that even that, more that, so that makes a big difference. Yes. I just it just it was one of those, I'm sure. Yeah. I can't believe Chelsea let Havertz take it. Yeah. And it was well, it wasn't a horrible. It was a horrible take. He just, he just kicked bad. No, also, <laughs> he missed the first one. I was like, oh man, Timo two. Right. So then the question was, who would it be? Potter said after the match, it was e- it would either be him or Reese. Oh, they had confirmed last week that Havertz was the was the penalty taker in the absence of Jorginho. After this match. Graham Potter said, "Yeah, it was him. It was going to be him again or Reese. So it's like high alert. Like Reese might be on penalties depending on the situation. Well, Havertz made the second one, right? But it, let me tell you, he wasn't convincing in either. And and if I was around or had anything to do with those decision making, I there's it's no way stupid Havertz. Skin. Oh my gosh. Anyways, uh, by the way, I just realized this that Chelsea has two Fafanas." They have uh, a David Fofana as a striker and a Wesley Fofana as a defender, and the Wesley De Fofana is the one that, yeah, that that's scored all this we past care week. Yes, in Premier League. yes. For thank you for being clear about this. We are speaking of center back, central defender Wesley Fofana, not David Double D Fofana as not, he is listed. DD Fofana not, in Premier League. Yes. David Datrofana Fofana. If I'm saying that correctly, Brian, you probably are. Uh, yeah, I it just will never matter if you are or not. <laughs> Havertz takes the penalty. I, I, he's, he's fine. He's going to keep playing. I think for the most part, it feels like Joel Felix is the safer choice for what he offers. I think Felix obliterated the underside of the woodwork, uh, against Leeds. should have, should have easily scored, um, weirdest XG thing for this, another weird stat. Uh, his XG for the week is was 0.07. It should have been 99.999. The way he, uh, like, 
it I'm surprised the woodwork didn't crack. The it bounced off the underside. I like he to our point last week and weeks ago, however long we said it, I I don't know how that this this is fixtures meeting a little bit of form. At Leicester this week. I mean, this is your question. Are you moving for any of them now? At Leicester this week. They play home to Everton in 28. So they you do get them in a, in a good matchup in a week where a lot of other teams don't play. They're double in 29. Both home matches. Yes, one of them is Liverpool, but the other one is Aston Villa. And then they're at Wolves in game week 30. And then a revenge match at home against Brighton in game week 31. Like, if I didn't have selection headaches as it is already in defense, I would be selling almost any bad defender that I had right now for Ben Chilwell. Like, I I don't trust that they are not going to hold Reese James out anytime they get any slight sense that he right, that I agree. he's going to get hurt. Brian, he, he's the, a, the, Brian I'm, I'm getting a phone call from the future. Okay. It's telling me that Ben Chilwell is going to be hurt sometime during well, game week 29. Well, hold on. Three out of the last four mat, three out of Chelsea's next four matches are home. Yep. So they they play home oh, oh, both their matches in 29. Courage, I no, I mean, we just, that's what I said. The schedule is fantastic. I'm just saying it's a fortress, fortress against injury. It is a fortress. I'm saying that would be like I would. That's a move I would happily make. But like I said, I mean, already right now, I've got so many. I've got so many players. I might make that move in game week 28. Shaw out, Chilwell in, because I'm bank. I am banking a transfer this week, so I'll have two going into the the big the blanks. So whether I make one move or two, I'm not really sure yet. But either way, that would be one of the moves is to take. Ben Chilwell at home against Everton in, in game week twenty eight mm. with a with an eye of okay. maybe moving someone else on and get Luke Shaw back in twenty nine. Otherwise, yeah, Joel Felix for almost any useless forward that you have. Why not? I don't know that very many people have useless forwards. I just I, maybe you do. I had I had Gnanto from Leeds Gnanto. until Gnanto until Gnanto. until my wild card. So. All right. Villa one, Palace nil. I literally have no notes for this match, but I'm sure Brian has half. A Your page. only note is that they Crystal Crystal Palace had. Wait, you said Aston Villa and Crystal Palace. I sure did. Yeah, they they had three shots. Yeah, terrible. Palace had three shots. Matty Cash gets an assist. He gets you. He's one of your highest scorers this week because who was it? Anderson was it? Joachim Anderson, I yeah, think, had the goal. own goal. Yeah, that's it. That's own all goal. your offense own for the game. Is the only goal. Yeah. And Matty Cash is the beneficiary because he gets lucky on a cross. Yeah, but you know who paid the price for Matty Cash to be a beneficiary? Everyone else. All right. Nottingham Forest 2, Everton 2. Are you, do you have Ollie Watkins? No. Would you think about... You, but would you think about Ollie Watkins? I mean, Ollie Watkins I was one... About him, yeah. He was like one of your... He's, you he, made me think about him. I've never gone to him. Ollie Watkins... Look at, I mean, transfers. He, he was on quite a run with 8, yes. 11, 7, 8, 6, and then he he blanked here. Yeah. And I'm saying that even now, uh, even now with a blank. But his XG was higher than it was in multiple of the other games where he did score. 
everyone, of course, this week is going to Tony, and uh, Tony's the runaway favorite for forwards transfers in so far. I don't hate Watkins in twenty nine, Dar- although he's he's away in both. Second highest for forwards is Darwin, and then a bit of a drop off, and you get Embuemo. Ollie Watkins is still in the top five for transfers in for forwards. I mean, I, I, I to me the the match against Bournemouth in twenty eight, and then a double in twenty nine. Sure. Yeah, I get it. Is gonna it's gonna if you weren't it. thinking about it, you're gonna think about it. So that's it. Brandon Johnson, anything at all? Yeah, Brandon. Are we talking about Nottingham Forest? I no? gave out the score, <laughs> and then you went back to Ollie. Bre- Brandon Johnson is Wait, oh, I thought you interesting. Said, I thought you said Crystal Palace. I did. You missed it. I went now to oh 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 okay. So Brandon Johnson scores a brace. Yeah, you know, and Ben Godfrey tried to murder him for it. Yeah, do you know what uh, is not crazy? Going to Brandon Johnson. I called this at the start of the season. Twenty-eight points. He's my guy. Twenty-eight points in his last five in the last five game I know. weeks. Third, I know. third it's not most. Crazy. Third he is most among forwards. Premier League player. He has the same number of points as Erling Holland does in the last five game weeks. Only Ollie Watkins and Kelechi yeah. Iheanacho have more than him. All right. So my only question for you, Brian, is this: Are we uh, going to start calling him Mo Johnson? Brandon, uh, Mo Johnson, Brandon yeah, Salah, sure. Mo, Mo Johnson. Uh, he's decently creative too, and the schedule gets uh, gets fine. I mean, it's Spurs. Dave, I have at, a new goal in life. I would like someone to one day call me decently creative. Interesting. At Spurs this week, whatever game week twenty eight plays. That's good. Plays against Newcastle, not so good. Not du- so bad. A double, not so bad. But a double in game week twenty nine with Wolves and Leeds, and then they play at Aston Villa in game week thirty. You can deal with that whenever he's five point seven. You want to you want to find a way of making up some money? Sell Ivan Tony in uh, game week thirty for Brennan Johnson. You can get pretty much anybody you want. Uh, to, you can get the money back almost anywhere. Interesting. Game week thirty, you get a home match again, or uh, you get Aston Villa for Brendan Johnson. If you want yeah. to play him, you can. Yeah. Yep. And then whatever your second or third forward is, it's going to help you a lot to get. You just that, don't love in thirty-one United and Liverpool. Yeah, bright. I don't, I don't think you're worried about Brentford. It. I don't think you're worried about know. having him. I don't know. Maybe. I just don't think you're worried about him because of the price you're going to bench. That's fair. You're going to bench him and feel okay about benching him in a lot of bad weeks. Last but not least, Southampton won, Leicester nil. Makes the bottom of the table a little more interesting again. I know, I think we've probably said this before. Surely someone somewhere has. All that stood out to me was when Southampton was celebrating this goal. You had Ward Prowse. Mm -hmm. You had Bella Kotchap. Mm -hmm. You had Maitland Niles. And then you had another hyphenated man, Walker Peters, mm-hmm. all yeah. celebrating into in a pile. You had double the last names, yeah, of what you would normally expect in a player celebration pile. Well done, Southampton. Lots of hyphens in the Southampton. If team. only those um, hyphens, if if only hyphens were points, Dave. If I, only I w- <laughs> seeing their starting lineup, like. It is the most championship looking. They they are. <laughs> nope. they, it you, is, need, yeah. you need a magnifying glass though, because you know there's a preset number of you know amount of space for the names, and yeah. you gotta like wait. Let me zoom in on my screen. I think Lester's unlucky here. I know the only lucky one on the this week out of Lester people is Danny Ward. <laughs> if you started Danny Ward, oh my god, you started Danny no, Ward. Brian. First of all, if you kept him, if you had a wild card, if you wild carded like a ton of other people did, and you kept Danny Ward. 
fantastic the way, for you. I spoke if you started earlier, I, him, I would amazing. have had Salah and Gakpo. But if I would have had, if I didn't wild card, I would have had uh, De Gea and Ward were my were my keepers, and Ward would have absolutely started. So me. Ward was on my bench. Yeah, for Forster. So yeah. instead of getting anything at all, you know, instead of getting Ward's eleven, I got. Forcers, Forcers 3. Oh, you got a 3. So I'm going to say in this match, I'm going to give out the bad beat hyphen wasteful player of the week award. Okay. In the spirit of Southampton. Bad beat is hyphenated there. Bad beat Mm -hmm. for Danny Ward. Interesting. Hyphen wasteful for Ian Acho. Not a good Uh, thing. Yeah, Ian Acho, yikes, is what I have written down here. Uh, I I mean, honestly, it was James Madison who's unlucky here. Uh, Four chances created, two big chances. Uh, tied for the most of anybody on both counts this week. I would have said he was Darwinning before this game week, Ooh, but I can't, can't say that now. Uh, took five shots, second only to Odegaard this week. Two big chances to score, tied for most of anybody. Not good when you put zero shots on target. I also would have thought he's going to lose his spot, but Braj is holding firm. I think this oh, was the Braj. big question. Uh, courtesy of Leicestershire Live, uh, Kalechi's been brilliant for us of late. He's been the one who looks like the threat. He kept fighting and kept working. I think it's a mark of a really good striker to keep going. So he, st- he said he he's still the player that looks like he's going to score for us. I'd rather him miss the opportunities than not have any on another day. He'll mm. score those. It's especially important, I think, because Harvey Barnes gets subbed off uh, with an ankle injury at halftime. Yuri Tielemans is already out until April with a, his own ankle injury. Like, they're a little thin, and they're not going to start Jamie Vardy. Or they're going to start him sparingly, and like they did here. I thought for sure his, his – he was – Iannaccio was so bad. I thought for sure Vardy would come on for Iannaccio, and they yeah. didn't. They played him together. So, I, yeah, I don't – I mean, whatever's going on with Pats and Daka, he faded in a way that I, yeah. it seems like he's he's not a consideration here. True. And I so I I'm not I'm not like I have Ianacho on my team. He is on my currently in my third bench spot for this week, but I'm happy to have him again playing in game week twenty eight, and then I'm happy to keep him all things everything goes okay. Happy to have him for their double in game week twenty nine. Bold move, Cotton. All right, let's take a quick look at the FPL. America. I just said a little bit ago he's the He's the second highest scoring forward in the last five game weeks or I something just, like I, that. I know. I just have a hard time All believing right. anything with Ianacho and Lester. I, okay. I just I'm not saying you're right. Your stats are obviously right. I, I just it's Ianacho and Lester. All right. Top score in the FL America Podcast League this past game week was Sandy Moose Knuckles. John scored an eighty six. That's an amazing name. To move up to 17th place. Wow. Okay. Well done, John. Fantastic. Three just sees one change. Our our favorite game of throw-ins, Anthony, drops out of the top three. Holland Oates. Nice. Wow. Excellent. Fantastic. He moves up into third. Top two is unchanged. Uh, Clam Chowdhury Max is still in second. And uh, with a little bit of separation now, two-footed challengers. Also, our listener, Matt. First place overall. Well wow. done. Wow. Um, it was uh, it was Clam Chowdhury. It was uh, Clam Chowdhury's Mac, Max has got uh, Chilwell. So he had a he had Zinchenko Shaw and Chilwell as his uh, back line this week, and that was uh, mostly good. 
He had Harvey Barnes in there too. I don't hate. I, 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 oh, this is talk about. I mean, that's a that's a tough week. Forty points for that team is tough. So. Big game week coming up. A twelve match game week twenty seven on the way. Uh, how annoying would it be for you, Dave, to look at your team, see Harvey Barnes with a zero, and then see McAllister in your first bench spot? That's what Max is looking at right Unbelievable. now. Unbelievable. And you think like, oh yes, I'm getting the I'm getting McAllister. In. Now, Harv played 45 minutes and got a yellow card, finishes with zero, <laughs> does not play the <laughs> second so half. Brutal. That is that is rough. Oh, it's so and brutal. I, look, Harv is not a bad choice. He oh was not a bad choice gosh. coming into that week. I do not hate that pick at all. Oh, jeez. Anyway. Can I give you one more crazy one? Brian's last crazy stat of the day. Like, no, not many people are going to go to Brian and Buemo, and I don't, but I don't think that's all that crazy. You want know, a crazy one is Dominic Solanke. I know we've been on Solanke before. Came back from his injury. He was injured. He was out for a while. Came back four weeks ago. Since then, he's third for shots, fourth for or third for shots on target. He's been in the box the fourth most of any forward, and he's got or, and he's got nine shots in the box, which is fourth. Twenty-two touches in the opposition box, which is also fourth. I like out of forwards. So he's in the top five in some good categories. I get it. Points are points. He doesn't have the points to go with it, but he's getting back to what he was doing before. He's involved a lot. I know wow. he said weeks and weeks ago I would ignore Bournemouth, but they get Fulham and Brighton in a double game week in twenty-nine. They do play in twenty-eight at Aston Villa, and then in game week thirty they're they are at Leicester. Like I. It's not, again, it's another guy, not entirely crazy. And you might need the money. Brendan Johnson, Dominic Solanke, both of them being less than $6. Is the, that's the kind of move. I just think that Solanke's not. I, like, he's one of those guys. Well that, done, Brian. You waited a whole hundred minutes, but you got your Dominic <laughs> Solanke reference in. Well In played, a segment sir. we like to call. Are you going to him? No. Dave... And wrap it up. It's hard to find a spot, but I hear you. No, Dave, Dave, here's the answer. Dominic Solanke is Brian's ghost fourth striker. All-time ghost striker. That, that might be let me some... make Let me make sure so there's not another Ethan Pinnock somewhere. I was going to say. Somewhere This is the same here. guy who goes to Pinnock and Pinnock scores. And, yeah, uh, there's a reason why he's in the top I of our mini to, league, I wanted Scott. to give you the numbers on why you can't trust any Manchester City defender, but I think you just don't. Yeah, good call. Uh, good I call. That's it. I don't, I, I don't think you're going to think – that it's crazy to go to someone for West Ham in their double okay. in game week 29. Southampton okay. and Newcastle both at home. Uh, I just, I feel like that's something that, I don't know. I just don't think you're going to, I think you're going to see doubles and you're going to say, where could I go that other people are not going? Jared Bowen and Danny Ings are those yeah. kind of guys. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Anything else? That really is it. Okay. All right. Listen, I think we have covered as much or more than we probably should have covered. <laughs> And I love it so much. Scott, we went long, and you love that. Bye, Scott. For the FBL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.